Hi everyone and welcome to My Unfiltered 20s. A podcast about the ups and downs, highs and lows and realities of life in your 20s. By me, Abby Parker. And me, Lucy Martin. With special guests every week. This week we're joined by one of our other flatmates, Jacob Jefferson, to talk about films because he's really into films so we thought what better time to talk about films on this podcast. So Jacob, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, as, as Lucy said, I'm Jacob. I, 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 live with, I live with Lucy and Abby. I did in first year and now I'm in third year as well. Um, and yes, I'm a, I'm a massive film fan and I was probably, well, obviously I would have rather lockdown didn't happen, but lockdown was lovely for getting through lots and lots of films. So everyone, how was your week? Um, pretty, pretty hectic, to be honest. I thought last week was busy. This week has been a lot worse. I think all of my modules just decided that week three was you know presentations and weird like I know in history you get have a lot of reading but like for me it was a weird amount of reading this week just random stuff like that but apart from that it's been good just busy my week was a sort of mix of intense stuff and not intense stuff I I had a job interview this morning which was very intense but then other stuff has kind of been let down I've had two in person were meant to be in person seminars cancelled and moved to online because there are few people isolating it was kind of a shame I was sort of raring to go for in person seminars and actually ready to be on campus for only about the third or fourth time uh, so far this term and still just stuck in a room I think that's one thing we should mention is like every week we talk about what the different guests have been applying for and um, mm. gearing up to do after graduation and Jacob's been sort of applying for grad schemes and he's had a lot of interviews so maybe you could like say a bit about how the interviews have been and how it is applying for jobs and stuff rather than like masters because that's more what we've talked about before isn't it mm-hmm. um rep- very repetitive it's kind of annoying they all seem to want you to do fill out exactly the same things and all of the tests are very similar different sort of personality tests and maths tests they make you do part of me just prefers it if it be sort of a bit more standardized but also at the same time if you do badly once, then that would kind of uh, mean you're, you've lost the total. So it's probably good that, that you have different uh, opportunities. Um, mm. One thing I do hate, which lots of them do, is have these pre-recorded interviews mm. where a question comes up on the on the screen. You know, n- there's not another person there, but you have sort of 30 seconds to think of an answer and then you have two minutes to actually say the answer. And I, I do find them very strange. They're very obviously very impersonal just talk, just talking to a screen and I don't know those and this morning I had interviews with actual people which are much preferred um sounds yeah. like stressful to have to think of stuff like on the spot say to a computer because you can't yeah. even get the approval of the person being like oh yeah you can't even yeah. clarify yeah because there was one question I had this morning where I just wanted to clarify it with the interview you can't even clarify that's weird that and also if you mess up I don't know, if I was with an actual person and I started answering the question, I was like, actually, no, I want to answer it a different yeah. way. They usually be quite reasonable and say yes, but with this, especially when you're timed, first of all, it's weird to speak to a computer to say, oh, I'm just going to start again. Yeah. It's, and it's, also, you, the, there's like the time is running out, so you, you've lost the time to actually yeah. um, restart. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you can reset yourself within the two minutes and some of them allow you to film it again once right. if you just say there was a technical issue. But most of them, it's that's kind of one one shot and you're out. Which is why I have to message everyone to say no interruptions every yeah. time there's, <laughs> there's one. Yeah, that's the thing about living in like student houses. It's hard to do these sort of like online seminars and stuff because you get noise in the background. Like we have really noisy mm. neighbours, don't we? Mm. 
And it's like We've car alarms, screaming. The, yeah, the same car alarm's gone off every day for the past like week. Every day it's been going. I'm like, why Why has your car got so many issues? <laughs> and then there's Despacito at 6am <laughs> in the morning. That was, yeah. What have you all been watching, reading, listening to this week? So since we were watching Forbidden History recently, like, I think last week we talked about it, um, Lucy's been insistent oh you have to watch Da Vinci Code you have to watch Da Vinci Code so we decided we were going to watch it then it wasn't on any streaming services but the other day it got added to Netflix so the other night we sat down and watched it and it was different to how I thought it would be I don't know what you were expecting like it's pretty pretty stand up what the title says like I think you were expecting it to be more like the different historians and stuff weren't you well, I don't know. I think I don't I don't really know what I was expecting. I think the most of the film was f- fine. Like, well, it was good. Like what I had expected kind of more more along the lines of what I thought it would be, but it's just that first bit where they're like running away from the police and she's it's suddenly a like spy film and she's like <laughs> zooming backwards like she's James Bond in like <laughs> A little smart car, and I was like, "What's this then? Like, this is weird." Have you read the books? I've never read the books. No, no, I haven't. I've only watched the films. I mean, there's there's two sequels as well. It's kind of yeah drawn out a bit in terms of the films. They're quite entertaining, but well, they... Angels and Demons is not that better. Good. I th- well, I, I actually I... preferred the film Angels and Demons to Da Vinci Code. Did you? Yeah, I found it a bit more interesting being in, you know, being in the Vatican. I thought I found that setting a bit more interesting. I didn't. I preferred because I like the the story of the Da Vinci Code is like more mysterious and stuff yeah that's true i don't yeah. know i did i mean it's all right angels and demons i haven't read the book i haven't read any of the other books but i feel like it's it didn't have as much of the like hype around it as well right yeah mm. but you were terrified weren't you <laughs> well yeah i wasn't sure how scary it was gonna be well first of all i'm very squeamish so as soon as there's well blood i tend to be okay with but anyone that like I get freaked out when I see a plaster on someone. Like, mm-hmm. my legs go to jelly, let alone, you know... A guy whipping himself. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. So that, that I couldn't watch that because it just made me squirm. So I watched... Well, I finished Stranger Things. Well, I guess finished is a... You know, because there's more series. Finished mm-hmm. isn't necessarily mm-hmm. really true, but I finished where it's gone up to right now. Um, I only started. Well, I started watching it in late August. So to be honest, I haven't done that well in terms of getting through it. <laughs> There's not that much of it. I it watched was, it all in one day. Yeah, I, it's twenty-four episodes. Twenty-five well, episodes. Lucy, that's I a bit embarrassing. Two I seasons think. in one day. Okay, fine. No, I kind of just. <laughs> it was more like two episodes a weekend yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And really looking forward to the next series. I think I'm very much someone who is a bit eighties nostalgic. Obviously, mm. having never having never existed in the 1980s I'm still very nostalgic for 80s sort of music and film mm. so I do kind of mm-hmm. love it you know when they all dress up in the Ghostbusters outfits yeah. I kind of love that stuff and the music as well um was really 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 cool and I you know I, I really really love it um mm. and also Lucy you said you watched this as well mm-hmm. I watched on Netflix when did it come on Netflix I assume last like Friday last, last Friday something. but the trial of the Chicago 7 um it's weird I'm obviously it's about the if people don't know it's about the people who were involved in the 1968 riots in Chicago and they, you know, the government tried to sort of prosecute them for, for breaking sort of certain trespassing and crossing state mm-hmm. lines to protest or anything. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I knew quite a lot about 
the actual riots themselves, I knew they happened. I knew their relation to sort of high politics and the Democratic Party. But I, ne- I never actually knew that anyone was actually prosecuted no, as, as a result of it. Um, in terms of, obviously, I knew people were arrested for sort of petty yeah, but crimes. Yeah, not like a trial like but not, this. Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually know it was in that way. Um, what did you think of the film? I thought it was really good. Like, I think the actors as well were literally such a good choice. Like, Sasha Baron Cohen is plays this guy called Abby, who's like the head of like the yippies or whatever. What so, do you think of his accent? It was a bit shaky, I thought, yeah, his American accent. he was trying to go for like a chicago accent, wasn't he? But it was, you know, because he's English, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't that great, but I thought he was right. really good at it. And um, what's his name? Eddie Redmayne, also. Yeah, I know he was good. I thought he was such an odd choice of casting when I first saw he was in it, because he plays this, like, head he's sort of, of... He's sort of the main figurehead of he their is, group. Yeah. And I don't... Ne- you don't necessarily associate him with being like a strong leading man. No, especially not in a film about mm. like politics in America because he more does he doesn't really do like he does British films really doesn't he more mm. than anything I don't know but he was really good in it as well and I think you'd really like it, Abby. It's very like even though it's like a serious subject like there are bits of it that are like quite funny like there right. are things that like they do in the courtroom that like really like annoy the judge and stuff which are like. I, I did wonder during the film, like... Whether that's true. I'm sure it's exaggerated. I mean, it must be exaggerated. exaggerated but but, yeah. but I wonder if any of that actually happened, because there's a lot of times where the defendants interact a lot with the judge and sort of take yeah. the mick out of him, because uh, the, the one Touch Baron Cohen plays, he has the same surname as the judge, and yeah. there's sort of a bit of banter about about that. But I actually wonder if it... If you know, true, yeah. If Aaron... Obviously, Aaron Sorkin's only wrote it, he's so best known for writing The West Wing, mm. best known for writing very sort of fast-paced, witty... Mm. Uh, you know conversations mm. i wonder whether mm. how much it, you know i feel like there must have been some of that otherwise it'd been weird to even include yeah. the sort of humor there must bits. be some truth to some of yeah. it but I feel, yeah it's really good and it's like i feel like it's quite topical as well with like a lot of mm-hmm. stuff the movements going on around the world today i think it was like would recommend it to anyone I recommend it to my parents. Yeah. To I feel like it's the, I feel like it's a sort of parenting. Yeah, thing. They, yeah. Because obviously, like... when they weren't alive, but like it's like just before their generation a bit, isn't it? But they, it's you know, seventy five percent of the film is kind of courtroom. Yeah. So seventy five, maybe half of it is sort of court is is courtroom thriller. Yeah. I feel that's the type of film that. Yeah. People of that mm-hmm. kind of age, age like. like. Yeah. It's really good. I don't know what else yeah. I've been watching this week. Oh, I do, I do. I can't remember if I talked about this last week, but I've started watching The Crown again because the new season's coming oh, yeah. out soon, right? When's the new season out? This Is month. How? Later in this month. It's, yeah, like, it's in right. a few weeks, I think. A few weeks. Cause oh, okay. I've, um, now on, on the third season, I think that's the one with like the new cast, isn't it? Like Olivia Coleman and stuff. And it's just good. Like I didn't really like the first season as much because I thought it was quite slow. And I'm just not really that interested in, like, the 50s. But now it's, like, the 60s. I'm into it. I like mm-hmm. it. It's good. Have you have you seen the JFK episode yet? Yes. Okay, what did you think? I just... I didn't really know that they met the Queen. Like, I didn't know they'd met the mm. royal family. And then all the stuff that about Jackie, like, talking behind the Queen's back and stuff, I was like, oh, this is juicy. I didn't know this actually happened. I know. I think it was my favourite episode in the series. Mm-hmm. Because... I thought it was interesting how they kind of um, like insinuated that the people looking after Jackie had deliberately left her in the same clothes and things like that mm. to like mm. garner like sympathy and stuff. Well, they did. Like, I thought, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, it makes sense. I don't know. It's just, 
I just find it interesting how the, they all, like the people that are looking after her work for the president, right? Mm-hmm. The president's just died, and then instead of worrying about her like mental health, they're like, let's maintain the public image of the president. Mm. Have you seen the film Jackie with Natalie Portman? I've no, I've not seen that. It's, it's quite an interesting it. film. It? Looking, obviously, it's, it's it's solely from her point of view. Mm. Um, in the sort of the aftermath of of, of the Kennedy assassination, mm. it's a mm. good one, and it it does kind of it definitely does sort of try and analyse her sort of. Yeah, because I don't know that much about inner, Jackie really. Yeah, sort of her inner yeah. feelings in that. Because mm. that's mean, the thing, right? Like they wanted it. They really played on, well, the Democrats really played on JFK's death, and that's how LBJ got a lot of support to do, like, the radical reforms that he did. So it makes sense that they would be like, don't change your clothes. We want the public to really remember Kennedy when they're thinking about voting and stuff. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's just... I just hate all that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know. Manipulating the public like that. It's weird. I, th- I think it's really weird that, like, the... Like, the people that work in the government have that much control. I guess it makes sense, because you mm. wouldn't want one person in control, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. The American government just freaks me out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a bit about our favourite films. I've asked everyone to think of their five favourite films, and we're basically going to dissect whether they're good or not. Should we go with Jacob first? I'll go first. I mean, th- this is quite easily changeable, but these are these definitely... Five of my favourite, you know, let's say 100 films or something like that. 100? Um, um, so this this is actually my favourite film, and I've always said it's my favourite film about the last seven or eight years, so Stand By Me, um, sort of 1986 coming-of-age film with River Phoenix. Um, do you want me to go into more depth on that film, or shall I go through the rest of the... Go through... Go, go through, yeah, go through the rest of them. So the rest aren't necessarily in order, but I'd say Singing in the Rain, um, the you know 1950s classic musical, um, sort of the ultimate feel-good film for me. I wouldn't have thought that for you. Like that would be one of your faves. Like... Oh, I, I love it. I sort of fell in love. I can't remember. Is it so A level, A level summer. I must have, I must have watched it with yeah, Gene Kelly. Um, Gene Kelly, yeah. And uh, Debbie Reynolds, who's Kai Fisher's. Uh, oh, I didn't know she yeah, was in she's it. She's the, she's the sort of leading lady right. of it. Um, third one is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Obviously, Indiana Jones, a sort of incredible um, classic adventure film. Fourth is my favourite comedy, Airplane. Um, I've never heard of that. you never heard of Airplane? Who's it got in it? Leslie Nielsen. You heard of him? No. Uh, the cast aren't that famous. It's, it's, the joke is that it's lots of like... It's from... The film's from 1980. Yeah, 1980. The joke mm. is that it's lots of sort of washed up 50s and 60s oh. serious stars and they're all being uh, sort of being funny for the first time in their career. Right. But it's... It's down yeah. on sort of record as the film with the most laughs per minute, as in the most. Really. Yeah, it's like eighty-five minutes long, ninety minutes long. It's 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 the it's the funniest, and it's um. Have you heard of the film The Naked Gun? Yeah. I've yeah, so that. that 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 stars Leslie Nelson, and it's by the same director, right. and it's kind of okay. the same kind of humour, which is also mm. one of my favourite comedy films. Have you heard of that, Abby? No. <laughs> you haven't heard of Airplane, well? No. Uh, yeah, it's basically like a. Well, I'm not going. The, the plot isn't that important, but yeah. it's just it's it, it's. Are they on an airplane? Yeah, yeah, it's on an airplane <laughs> and it's going to crash, and they okay. they need to sort of save it. Oh, yeah. I was, and I I probably watched the first one. I was about twelve, thirteen. I mm. must have seen it about seven or eight times. It's my one of my my favorite films. And my uh, my fifth one, I was sort of wasn't sure whether I didn't want to make it too eighties heavy, so I was going to go with another eighties <laughs> film. But I've already got three eighties films, so I went with L.A. Confidential, um, which is. Uh, obviously, sort of set in the nineteen fifties, uh, no, late nineteen forties, 
uh, crime film with Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, Danny DeVito, mm. um, and it is very it is very dark, um, but it's sort of sort of analysing sort of the CD Los Angeles sort of po- post Hollywood golden age, um, and it's a uh, it's a it's an incredible incredible film, especially I know he's sort of cancelled and probably rightfully so in terms of uh, mm. Kevin Spacey, yeah. but he is an, he is an incredible incredible actor, and this is very early in, in his. You know, mm. sort of early early-ish in his in his career sort of uh, mid mid to late 90s and he's an absolute uh, top form we're not very intellectual with our films are we Abby? i feel like we don't know these like <laughs> um, classic films no definitely not i mean lucy i think you have more knowledge than me i'm just i don't know i don't watch loads of films so when i do watch one i'm not very motivated to go back and watch <laughs> something from before way before my time mm my mum really you know. likes old films. Like she likes that channel on TV. It's called what's it Turner called? Classic Movies. Yeah. Yeah. She loves like the old like the silent ones as well. That yeah, they have lots of westerns on there. They do. The yeah. They, yeah. My mum loves watching westerns. Yeah. Interesting. See, I, I don't think the best Indiana Jones film is Raiders. I think The Last Crusade. The Last Crusade is the best. It is also one of my favourite films. Because that's yeah. like the Holy Grail, Abby, which is why you need to watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, I obviously, mean, Sean Connery. Oh, As Harrison's incredible. Ford father is probably the best casting yeah. ever. Having James Bond and Han Solo in uh, together yeah. in one film is he's not pretty that much amazing. older than him. Is he's he? only about ten years older. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, ten to fifteen years. Yeah, but they're so good together. Yeah. Their chemistry is 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 amazing. The way they play off each other in that film is is, is so good. That was you say that was actually your favourite film. That was the film when I was younger. I rewatched lo- loads and loads oh, more yeah. than I would watch Raiders. I think Raiders is the better film, but. I remember whenever I was ill, Ill at home um, from school, yeah. I, I, that was the film I sort of put on straight yeah, away in, in, in the morning, like because it, 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 it's it's probably f- it's funner, yeah, because it has a oh, lot, yeah, it, it, it has more... lots of the characters from the first film as well coming back, like yeah. Brody and and Salah, and the, Salah, yeah. they're sort of the comedy sidekicks. It's it's much funner film. Oh yeah, well Raiders is quite heavy, really, because it's about like. I don't know, like, it's just quite... And the bit at the end, I don't like, where they the open... The faces all And their faces melt. melt yeah, off. that is quite disturbing. It's squeamish, Abby. It's very disturbing. Like, but I feel like that's one of the heavy... Oh, no, Temple of Doom's probably heavier. Yeah, it is, yeah. But then the last one's also funny. Temple of it? Doom was the reason they introduced... Because it used to be, in terms of the film ratings... Yeah. Like, U, PG, America is R, but here it's 15. But yeah. that was the reason in America they introduced the PG-13. Really? Because it was like... Most of the film isn't that dark, but there are certain scenes bits, which are yeah. really gruesome, like when they the guy uh, pulls the heart out of someone. Right. Um, I think that film, that and Gremlins, which came out in the same year, those were the films which... Why Gremlins? I mean, well, I, well, Gre- I, Gremlins, I, Gremlins has a lot of blood. Does it? It's sort of a comedy horror film, so... Is it? A lot of mm. the things on screen are very violent, but it's all funny yeah yeah so, so it's all of that balance so those films are the reason they actually oh, created the, the pg-13 in, in england we call it 12 or 12a but 12A, but that yeah. didn't come in until a couple of decades later right. in, in in america that, those films were why oh. the last That's one's good as well because it has shia Booth in it and it's like later isn't it i mean lots of people hate I it. i really like King I, I, I find it quite cool. fun but a lot of people hate it it's not the best one but i think i like that more than temple of doom so I just think the story is good. Charlie Booth is a bit annoying though, isn't he? He wasn't then. Now I'm like, he's <laughs> now, yeah. But yeah, you need to watch. I can't believe you've never watched Indiana Jones, Abby. Like, what? 
Well, okay. I didn't know until like three weeks ago that Lucy even liked Indiana Jones. She really kept it hidden, and suddenly she well, was like, "Well, if she'd asked, I would have told you." This pool of knowledge. Conversation. Well, no, I guess not. I don't know. I do think when I mean, as someone that hasn't watched any of the films, when I think of Indiana Jones, I do associate with like the Holy Grail and stuff. Okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the picture I have in my head. They might jumping into a cave or something. I don't know. So, have you seen James Bond on a similar sort of? You've seen some one of them. Listen, okay. Can I just defend myself for a second? For a second, my mother hates spy films and action films and anything with guns in. Okay, so it was never on in the house. A classic. Like, how can you not? A a lot of it. A lot of the films we watch is defined by our parents. I think. Like when is a when you're. Younger, at least, definitely. Yeah. It's the same with music Th- as well. Is... It's massively influenced. Like it's the reason I like Indiana Jones and James Bond is because my dad sat me down yeah. and made me watch them. But yeah. a lot of people don't, you know, just don't really have the. Exactly. When I was like thirteen, like I went through a phase of being obsessed with Goldfinger, so I would watch <laughs> Goldfinger every day. That's like, my sister's favorite James Bond film, actually. I think films. it's my favorite, probably. Like yeah. I don't know why. Oh, it's, well, yeah, it's it's the it's the best um, Sean Connery one, definitely. Yeah, and Sean Connery's my favorite James Bond, so yeah. You I don't know. It's it's just like you know they release the like the single, the big single from mm-hmm. the film, mm-hmm. and it's always number one without a doubt. And I'm like, why though? Why does everyone just assume it's going to be good? Why don't they just? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I there are some quite bad remember. James Bond songs. It's just the recent ones, Adele and Sam Smith, which have done that. I yeah. Guess, yeah. And well, did they even release? Yeah, they did release Billie Eilish's one, but obviously the film hasn't been released. Yeah. Yet. Oh yeah, I forgot it was Billie Eilish doing the new one. I think that fits though. I feel like her voice fits well. Oh, that was like, a good song. The vibe. I haven't heard her. Yeah, some mm. of the older ones are more obscure. Like I don't think I could name. I know obviously there's Goldfinger and then Live and Let Die, but like I don't think I could name. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not sure I can name every single. Like, no. I'm not sure I could put every single song to every single film. Probably you know seventy five percent of them, but there's probably a quarter of, of them which are which are quite obscure, especially. The Pierce Brosnan ones, I don't think I could name the songs for. Yeah, well, Madonna did the Die Another Day one. Really? But I said no one knows that song. It's not a no, woman song at all. Yeah, the, yeah. To be honest, you're right. Actually, Goldeneye, Tina Turner. Yeah, that one. But the other Pierce Brosnan ones are very are pretty obscure. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I could name. Abby, what are your top five favorite films ever? I mean, I don't have. This is the thing. I feel like people that are into films have these really like intellectual film choices. And then I'm out here like, oh my god, when I was a kid I loved Bride Wars. Like, that's no, my... <laughs> that, no, mine are more like rom com so it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, for some reason, really like Bride Wars. Mm-hmm. And then I remember we watched, I went for like, when I was like 14, we all went around this girl's house and we, they put Bride Wars on and I was like reading the script in my <laughs> from memory. And they're like, can you stop? That's really annoying. Um, but... About Time's one of my favourites. Mm, I love About Time. Yeah. I think... Well, we were talking about Rachel McAdams recently, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And it's back on Netflix, so I'm going to watch it soon. And then... Have you seen The Big Sick? Is that... Either of you? I've, I think I've seen it on Netflix. It's on Netflix, right? No, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon Prime, yeah, that's it. I've seen it on one of those, and I, I, it's on my list, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so this is the thing. Hardly anyone's seen it, but me and my friend Aisha were, like, obsessed when it came out. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's written by 
Camille Nanjiani and his wife. Oh yeah, he got he got nominated for an Oscar for it, I think. Really? Yeah. Screenplay. So he Yeah, yeah he played because it's it's written about him and his wife's story. Um and so he plays himself in it. Um and basically he's because he you know, he's a comedian in real life, so mm-hmm. he's the story is when he met his wife, he was in this small little comedy club and then they kind of accidentally fell in love or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so she, so he's um, from Pakistan and he moved when he was like 10 or whatever to America. And then she's a white girl who grew up in America. And then the whole film is like, well, basically she finds out that he hasn't told his parents mm-hmm. because they're trying to arrange a marriage for him. And then so she dumps him and then she goes, she like goes into a coma so then the oh. film is him in the hospital with the parents her parents and then obviously they know what's happened but then he bonds with the parents while she's asleep and then she wakes up and it's completely different because they've bonded i shouldn't okay. have said that spoiler <laughs> thank you spoiler. i was gonna watch it as well <laughs> uh, yeah but it's a comedy it's funny okay it's good um, I really like the, the the new remake of Aladdin. I thought that was really good. Really? I thought that had like really bad reviews. Like everyone said it Did was it? like really bad. I I liked it. I think some of the songs were a bit cheesy, mm. but I like that. It's a Disney film. It's meant to be. But I liked it. I thought Mil- Will Smith was mm. good. I mean, after they edited him to look less, because the original trailer they released, they had to redo. He looked terrible, Genie, right? Yeah, really? it looked really weird. It's a bit like the Sonic film, which after the, oh, after yeah. the trailer came out, they edited him because the reaction was so bad. What was it? Didn't he have... He had, like, hands or something? I can't remember what it was. was. I, I'm not really a Sonic person, so I can't remember I think the eyes, eyes were weird as well. well. He had human eyes rather than, like, Sonic yeah. eyes. Like. So my favourite films ever... Like, I do love a good 90s rom-com. So my whenever anyone asks me what my favorite film is, I always say Ten Things I Hate About You," which is an incredible film. Mm-hmm. It's probably my most like unexpected cry in a film. Oh, really? Yeah, like Does it make kind of took me by surprise because I I did kind of just think it would be like an average. Yeah. And I watched it because it has like Heath Ledger in and oh, sort of yeah. sort of it has it has quite a well known cast yeah. and that's why I watched it. But it really actually quite unexpectedly kind of. I don't want to spoil it, but in the last yeah. scene when something's read out yeah. in front of the class, um, um, that actually sort of made me tear up. Really? I, I, um, I don't it, think it, even I cry at that. Oh, wow. <laughs> do you cry? Okay, do you at least cry at the bit where he sings uh, yeah. the I Love You Baby? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Great film. And I love Heath good, Ledger good. as well. Like, Heath Ledger's probably one of my favourite actors, which is a bit odd for me. Because I like him in, like, Dark Knight and stuff. Brokeback Mountain. I've never seen Brokeback Mountain. haven't seen Brokeback Mountain. No. But, yeah. And then... Also, I don't think... I doubt you guys have seen this, but it's got Mark Ruffalo in it. 13 going on 30. No, I haven't seen it. It's, like, a cheesy 90s rom-com. And it's got Mark Ruffalo in it, who I love. And it's, like, basically this girl wakes up because she's... On her 13th birthday, she's like, I wish I was older because she hates being 13. She hates her friends, like, all of that. Mm. So she, like, wakes up as a 30-year-old. And it's great. It's a great film. Um, And then Love, Rosie. 
Have you seen Love Oh, Rosie? of course, of course. No, I, I was thinking Love, Love Simon for a second, but that's a different film, isn't no, it? No, it's a different film. Yeah. Love Rosie <laughs> is one of my all-time favourite films because Sam Claflin and Lily Collins are literally like my favourite actors ever. So both of them in one of my favourite mm. books. Perfect. Because mm. the book was originally called Where Rainbows End, but apparently it was like the American audience didn't understand it, so they had to change it to Love Rosie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like with the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter yeah, Sorcerer's. book is the Philosopher's Stone, and in America it's called Sorcerer's Stone. I don't know they wouldn't understand about. I know, a philosopher. Well, no, no, a rainbow, I mean more. But... Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, um, and then Jacob already said Raiders of the Lost Ark, but one of my favourite films is The Last Crusade, which you've already talked about. And mm. then, hmm, I want to say Crazy Rich Asians, actually. <laughs> I know we talked about yeah. it like two weeks ago, but I think it's honestly made its way onto my favourite films. I mean, I can't put it on there yet because I've only seen it once. Do you I have to like see I it more to... than once for it to be I fair? don't know. I feel like if I haven't wanted to watch it more than once, it can't have been that good. Okay. But I do I do want to, but I haven't yet. Do you know what I mean? I get you. You know, so... one film that was always on my list, but it recently got pushed off by some of the others, was The Imitation Game. You know about All Alan right. Turing? Ben it come about. Yeah, it's that, like one of my oh, favourite films. Film. I don't know why I love it so much. Film. Have you seen it, Abby? Mm-mm. It's about oh, the guy that cracked the Enigma code, Alan Turing. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I know, I just haven't seen it. Right. So, obviously this year we haven't really been able to go to the cinema that much and a lot of films have been put off production and um, being released and stuff. What is one film that you guys are looking forward to coming out in the next, like months or year or so Jacob you go first well in well to be honest by the time you might release this podcast it probably had have come, come out already but Borat 2 uh, when's that out I think it comes out tomorrow on uh, on Amazon Amazon Prime yeah. Amazon Prime which I'm really looking forward to especially when I loved Borat I've seen it about four or five times I've never seen, you haven't it. seen it I don't oh. know why I just it's such a sort of cultural as in you must know obviously like I know yeah I sort know, of the like, phrases the and, and the nice and all that um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited, especially because it was complete secret that he was making it such a brand He, you know, they only yeah, said about know. a month ago, um, and there's lots of sort of things have been leaked from it, where he's sort of dressed up and interrupted Mike a Mike Pence talk. Uh, really? Uh, at a conference <laughs> hall, and also there's some there's a so, there's something with Rudy Giuliani as well, where he's. Hmm. Uh, sort of tried to frame him uh, doing something inappropriate, um, which came out yesterday, but really? Rudy's kind of already said it was it's a complete falsehood and all that, but I guess we'll see in the film. Yeah. Um, also, I, I'm also sort of interested to see how... Because the, the, the funny thing about... The, the joke about Borat was that um, when he first did the... You know, in the first film, when he interacted with people dressed up as Borat, people thought he was a real person. Mm. And... All of it's all of it's filmed on the basis that everyone there thinks he, he is he actually. Is. He, they actually think he's he's a, someone from uh, Kazakhstan, <laughs> and you know, filming a documentary. But yeah. obviously now everyone knows who he is. Yeah. So I'm actually interested to see how they how they, do how it, they yeah. change it because everyone interacting with him is going to know. Yeah. Surely, I mean, maybe some people don't don't know who he is or would forget, but it surely won't be the same. it's not going to be the same. So yeah. I'm actually interested to see how he he adapts the character to, to yeah. fit that. I'll have to watch it by the time the second one comes out, won't I? I'll have to hurry up. Um, I mean, mine's a bit further away, but 
You know, obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda, he wrote Hamilton. Mm-hmm. He wrote another musical called In the Heights, which is one of my favourite musicals ever. Mm. And they made a film that was supposed to be coming out in July this year. And it's got um, Anthony Ramos in it, who played like a leading role in Hamilton in broad- on Broadway. But it was supposed to come out in July, but now they've postponed it till next July. Which right, is a shame, right. but hopefully by then we'll be able to properly enjoy it in the cinema and stuff. But that's something that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Obviously, and the new James that. Bond film, of course, as well. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. It's been moved again, hasn't it? Has it? Oh, has it? Well, yeah, it was meant to come out in November, wasn't it? And now it's coming out in uh, March, April or something. No, seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Um, I think I'm looking forward to the new Mulan movie. Mm. I mean, technically, some people have already seen it. Technically, it's already come out, but I'm not paying 20 quid right. to, to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wait until it's out for everyone. Yeah, it's going to be free soon, in like a few months, I think. Wait, where will we be able well, to watch it? Well, it's on Disney+. Plus, So you, always have, you have to pay Disney+, Plus yeah. subscription anyway, but they yeah. want you to pay an extra £20. Oh, oh right, yeah. Yeah, which I was like, no. Um, Especially, like, for a film, you already know what happened. Because yeah. it's yeah. come out before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it would just be interesting, because obviously there's not going to... It's not a musical this time there's no music in it mm. is there not um no because the music was like offensive oh so uh, i've never seen Mulan. Mulan. well yeah no. i'm not a disney it's, person i've only seen it once quite a long time ago but I, but I they've also cut out i can't remember what the but did they cut out the eddie called? murphy dragon yeah they've yeah. cut him out yeah well, so it would be a bit weird um, to have him in a live action film it doesn't really fit mm-hmm yeah. I mean, honestly, the cricket's my favourite character. I don't want to know where he is. <laughs> but, yeah. I think that'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. So, what are people's recs this week? Um, so, I actually... I've never listened to them before, but I... Like, one of their songs came up on my shuffle on Spotify. Like, Haim, the band. Because um, mm-hmm. their album came out this week, I think. It's called w- Women in Music Part 3. And they've, right. I think they recorded it in lockdown, or at least they've been performing it in lockdown. So I saw on YouTube oh, okay. that for BBC Radio 1, they literally all did it from their bedrooms, and they've got, like, their keyboards and their drum sets at home, and it was so good. Like, I, I, I think they're really good. Mm. So, yeah. Jacob, what about you? What are you going to recommend? I'm, I'm going to recommend... I, I... We'll see on the film theme. I'm someone who I, I I do I do have Netflix and I do you know I do watch stuff online, but I'm I do much prefer having physical copies of, of films. I guess it mm-hmm. makes me feel a bit more closer to a film, like I you know more ownership, and I also like sort of building up mm-hmm. a nice collection. Um, but also DVDs can be quite expensive, especially when compared to if you buy them brand new, they they're they're quite expensive. So what what I kind of discovered recently, maybe I probably should discover it more, is is, is charity shops because that they have they have loads and loads of DVDs. There's one on. Uh, on the street that we live, uh, called Scope, which I've in in the last mm-hmm. in the last few days I think I've got about eight films in there for two pounds, uh-huh. and obviously they're all secondhand DVDs, but they're not sort of in bad condition at all. Yeah. Um, and I so I'd recommend if if you if if you like to have own physical media and DVDs, but also don't want to pay high Amazon or HMV prices, then you know looking at secondhand DVDs. CEX is another good one, but charity shops are even uh, cheaper, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to change the price compared on to what the film is it's sort of just everything you know they mm. had th- three three films for one pound no matter what if it was recent or old or in the middle mm-hmm. 
Same with books, honestly. Like Oxfam books, so many good deals, and they they literally just put the price like at a standard thing. I can't remember. I haven't been in ages, mm. but it's normally like one ninety nine or something. Yeah, they had lots of, sort of C- old CDs and records in there yeah. as well, which I think, which I think were a similar price. Records. And the records are so expensive when you go to. Yeah, they're like stores. thirty quid yeah. for a new record. Yeah. So thanks, Jacob, for coming on and talking about films. Um, you clearly have a lot more knowledge than me, so that was interesting. Next week we're going to be talking about all things Halloween because it's nearly time for Halloween. So it's just going to be us next week, just a, a chill episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts and all other podcasting platforms. Um, We're actually currently not uploading to SoundCloud because there are a few issues, but we're working on it. Um, Make sure you follow us on social media, Unfiltered20s on Twitter and Unfiltered20s podcast on Instagram for updates and general content. Thanks for coming on, Jacob. My pleasure. (laughs)